Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Money Talk. This week, we are going to be talking about saving money and the importance of it. How do you save money? How do you get started with saving money? Why do you need to save money? What are the dangers if you don't save money? And there's also more to saving than just not spending money, like investing. And we'll talk about that a little bit today as well. Also, there's some fun changes in the work. As you heard on last week's episode, you'll start to notice that our social media no longer goes by Fleming Financial Coaching. I'm going to go forward with just the Money Talk brand being my main objective. I've decided that I just really don't want to focus on financial coaching right now and that I primarily want to focus on this podcast. I really enjoy making this podcast and I hope I can put some more effort into it and be able to improve it in multiple ways. Some fun changes are in the pipeline for social media and for this podcast. You may have seen some of them already, but thanks for listening and let's get into today's episode. You know, we don't talk about money enough. It is a topic that just gets ignored for some reason, even though it plays a role in everyone's day-to-day life. Well, this is the issue that brought money talk to reality. I know you're probably too busy and don't have the time to research and learn about all the things that go into personal finance, but that is where this podcast, Money Talk, comes into play. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming, and I'm here to do the research and learn all the extra stuff about personal finance for you. The goal is to simply get us talking about money. So let's get talking. So let's get started today. The first topic we're going to talk about is why do we need to save money? Well, there's quite a few reasons, but let's talk about four main ones first. Well, the first one is that it helps you navigate tricky situations. As you heard a few weeks ago about the episode where my wife and I got COVID, it wasn't really a concern for us because we had money in the bank and we were able to navigate that tricky situation, even though it wasn't really that hard for us. But I'm trying to emphasize the point that hard things can happen in our lives and that we can run into some tricky situations, whether it's unemployment, whether it's getting sick and missing a week or two of work, whether it's unexpected medical events or automotive accidents or things coming due that you weren't ready to pay for, you know, those sort of things that just kind of tend to sneak up on you. And you're like, wow, just as I was starting to get started with saving money, of course this has to happen. Like, why wouldn't it? Like you almost expect those sort of things to happen. So you need to save money so that you're ready for them. And another thing and another reason why you need to save money is so you can meet your financial obligations. There's things like property tax, car insurance, things that you need to make sure you have so that you're one protected, but two paying your dues, so to speak, you might tithe. That's a financial obligation. And you need to make sure you're saving money. I mean, tithing comes right out of your income usually, but there's things like car insurance or yearly property taxes. I've already mentioned trying to think of a few others, like maybe those subscriptions that your family has to have. Maybe there's a few of those things like cell phone bills, internet, those sort of necessities in our day-to-day lives. You need to make sure you have money saved because what if the price goes up? What if your electricity bill is higher than normal? How are you going to cover that? The next one is to build wealth. Well, this one's kind of a given, but if you want to be wealthy in the long run, you need to make sure you're saving money now because wealth comes with time. It doesn't come with a high income. It doesn't come with a high savings rate, even though it can, and those things certainly help, but it comes with time and saving money over a long period of time is how you build wealth. And then retirement is the essential one. Do you want to work for the rest of your life? Well, then you need to make sure you're saving money for retirement because I don't think 
there might be a few of us that want to work forever, but you probably don't want to work in your regular job forever. You want to work doing what you enjoy. You want to retire to something. That's some, that's a term that I've heard more lately that I've started to really grab onto. And I really like that once you reach financial independence, you can retire to something. So you need to make sure you're saving money for retirement. And there's a lot of different investment vehicles to do that sort of stuff in. And there's a lot of things to learn around how to save for retirement. But if you don't have a habit now of just saving money and spending less than you make, you aren't going to be able to save for retirement. So next, let's talk about some ways that you can start saving money. Like how can you actually do the task that helps you meet those reasons why you need to save money? So what are some of those ways that you can actually save money? Well, one of the first things is to cut down on different expenses. And this usually requires tracking your expenses or just make sure you're using your bank's app. Most of them have some sort of expense tracker or category, like categorizer sort of thing built into them. There's also a great app called Personal Capital that's completely free that will help you categorize your expenses and break down your categories. It'll even help you budget if you want to do that. But the first way to save money is to cut down on expenses like subscriptions or groceries. Maybe your grocery bill is crazy high because you need to buy generic. Let's talk about subscriptions real quick. How many TV shows or movies, like if you're specifically TV shows, how many TV shows are you watching at one time? One. I'm willing to bet the answer is one. How many subscription services do you have that allow you to watch TV shows? The answer is hopefully one, because if you're only watching one TV show at a time, and there isn't, I mean, there could possibly be multiple people in your household watching their own shows, but odds are you might be watching one as a family every evening. Cut out all the other subscriptions that you don't have to sign a contract for Disney plus. You don't have to sign a contract for Hulu. Maybe you share subscriptions with another family. That's fine too, or family members. But if you're paying for Hulu, Apple TV plus Disney plus all those other things, and you're only watching one TV show at a time, cancel them. You can resubscribe later, but you don't need to be paying Apple TV however much their subscription fee is when you're only watching one show on Hulu. Or use the library. There's a lot of older great TV shows available at the library on disc. And there's a lot of great ways to get free things from the library. You pay for it through taxes and things like that. The library is a great resource to help you save money on different TV shows, services, or movies and things like that. Now let's talk about buying generic. This can save you a lot of money at the grocery store. You might have those few things that you will not back down on, and I think that's okay. But you shouldn't be buying name brand everything unless you're financially independent and can afford it. Buy generic. Buy the cheapest thing. It's going to be just fine. I know there's a few things out there that the generic product is just gross. Like you don't want to buy it, and that's okay. But buy generic to cut down on your grocery category. There's also a lot of other places like car repair, Learn how to do your own car repair. Find a neighbor that can change your oil and pay them less than you would a like car repair person because they're willing to be a friendly neighbor or something like that. There's a lot of ways that if you think outside the box that you can cut down on your different expense categories. Next, let's talk about automation. Automation is honestly one of the absolutely essential ingredients in financial independence. It's automating your 401k contributions automating your IRA contributions, automating your HSA contributions if you have access to one of those. But honestly, if you automate $100, $200, $300 a month into an IRA that's invested in simple index funds, especially if you're very young, you're going to have so much money down the road. 
But if you're older, you might need to be automating a few hundred, maybe a thousand bucks into your 401k and make sure that's invested in good mutual funds or uh, target date retirement fund or good index funds. There's a lot of things out there that you need to be able to take advantage of and automation is one of them. Now, next, let's talk about those pesky marketing emails and unsubscribe from the ones that you keep purchasing from. Is there a specific store that every time you get an email, you see a actually good deal, but it's costing you quite a bit of money? Well, unsubscribe from the email so you never get it. I think that's part of automation is just make sure you're not getting the things that'll get in your way and that you're automatically doing the things that will help you succeed. It really will help you cut down on having to one toss and turn about whether you should buy something, but also I bet it'll save you a lot of money in the long run. If you just unsubscribe from marketing emails and things like that, the next one in this category of what are some ways to, that you can start saving money is to shop your services. And by that, I mean your internet, your cell phone plan, your car insurance, your home insurance, all those things. Every time it's due, spend three days, maybe an hour a day shopping around, sign up for all the emails, all the deals, all those sort of things and find the cheapest one. It doesn't matter if you've been a five-year subscriber to your insurance. They don't care. Find the cheaper insurance plan. Find the cheaper cell phone, cell phone plan. Make sure you're not on some sort of a contract before you jump ship or that your phone isn't on a contract because then there's all sorts of fees that are dumb. But now there's a lot of online cell phone providers like Mint Mobile is one that I've heard of that I don't know how they are. I've never used them, but there's a lot of online providers that can help you save a lot of money. So make sure you shop your services. You probably shouldn't have the same insurance provider for more than a year or two at most. So make sure you're shopping those around. Next, let's talk about the bad news. What happens if you don't save money? So there's not a lot of good news if you don't save money. I mean, you may be living a luxurious life, but you won't be down the road when you can't work anymore. But the first thing let's talk about is financial independence. I mean, sorry, financial emergencies. Financial independence is something that you can achieve if you save money. And it's something that's really on my mind and something that I'm really looking forward to. But if you don't save money, financial emergencies are the worst. They already suck. Think about it. I have $5,000 or this is an example, but say you have $5,000 in the bank and your car breaks down and it costs $3,000. That's a lot of money to part with. I hate that. That's no fun. But imagine you don't have $5,000 in the bank. Your car breaks down and you owe them $3,000. Now you're paying for that on a 6% interest rate loan over two years. That sucks. That's a lot of money. And I mean, your monthly payment might be something you can afford, but think about the interest on that. I'm not going to do the math live here, but 6% over two years is a considerable amount of money. That sucks. Like that's the main word I can use for it. Financial emergencies are the worst. Say your refrigerator goes out. Now you're financing that. And then you're financing the next thing that goes out. Then you're financing your car tires because you had one or two go out. Just those sort of things are the worst when you don't save money. They're a lot easier when you do save money. Trust me on that one. And like I was saying and alluding to, debt. If you don't save money, you're going to have the D word, debt. And debt is no fun. It eats away at your ability to grow your wealth, especially if you're paying for things, simple things on a credit card. Credit cards are the worst thing ever for your 
personal finances. Car loans are probably second. Sometimes they're necessary and sometimes you can get a good 0% deal or something like that on a car loan if you have really good credit. And I'm not saying credit is evil and debt is evil, but it generally doesn't help unless you do a lot of research, make sure you know what you're getting into. Obviously, you're going to have to get debt on a house. I don't think anyone's, most people at least, are going out and buying houses in cash without taking out some sort of loan. But think about major life events like a wedding or a big 16th or 21st birthday party or a funeral or a big 80th birthday party. Those things aren't fun to plan when you're having to put them on debt. Like if you have money saved up, your wedding is a lot easier to pay for. So those major life events just kind of, they can become burdensome. They can weigh on you because you don't have money in the bank to pay for them. And that is where peace of mind goes out the window too. Because you're always worried about that emergency. What's going to happen next? seems like everything goes wrong in our life. Those sort of things, those sort of time periods can happen. And if you don't have money in the bank, how are you going to pay for them? How are you going to pay for that procedure that randomly needs to be done? When, that, when you have a high deductible health plan, because you're generally healthy. Make sure you're saving money, especially for retirement. I talked about it in the last couple sections. Is You're not going to be able to retire unless you're saving money in investment vehicles and using tax advantage investment vehicles so that later down the road, you can take advantage of taxes and all those sort of fun little things that you can do. There's a lot of things that you can nerd out on when it comes to retirement. And I'm sure I'll talk about it more in the future. But if you don't save money now, you can't really retire. And then you're always stressed about having to work forever. So make sure you're saving money. But next, let's talk about financial anxiety. So let's talk about financial anxiety. This is an article from CNBC titled feeling anxious about your finances. Here's what you can do to calm your nerves and that financial anxiety can manifest itself in all different ways. So let's talk about some of the key points that it brings up. The main quote says financial anxiety is more than just general worrying about your money or checking your budget, says Corbin Blackwell, who is a CFP at Betterment. Well, there's many causes. Let's talk about the causes of financial anxiety. So you, you just don't have financial education and that's fine. Our education system has disappointed a lot of people when it comes to financial education. The fact that there are states that don't require a simple financial literacy course and teach it well throughout the United States is incredibly disappointing and a huge oversight in our financial system, by our financial systems and by our education systems. Why are more banks and credit unions not in schools helping teach basic financial education? Not great debt tools that'll help make the banks money, but simple things like how to budget, how to look at the investment world, like how to understand what is going on. Why does the stock market go up? Why does it go down? Those sort of simple things that when you get out of high school and college, what talk about student loans, talk about how debt can destroy your finances, talk about saving for retirement. Lack of financial education is one of the biggest reasons that people worry about their finances because they just don't know what to do at no fault of their own. And that's what hopefully this podcast can get you talking about money with people that either know what they're doing or don't. That way you can learn from each other and figure it out. That way you can find those great YouTube channels, those nice podcasts that help teach you about money. And there's also like common missteps, things like not saving for retirement, not getting your employer match. Those are things that just don't get taught or don't get mentioned. And those are common little missteps that can lead to much bigger consequences down the road. And another common misstep is not having an emergency fund because some people don't understand the importance of them. And I have an episode 
quite a few episodes ago that talks about the importance of emergency funds. So go back and listen to that one, but avoid those common little missteps. Those can really lead to big bombs in your personal finance life and listen to a finance podcast once a month or something like that. Just keep your mind thinking about it because finances are so important in our life. Like I've said before, money doesn't buy happiness, but the lack of happiness, sorry, money doesn't buy happiness, but the lack of money will sure leave you without happiness. And then there's childhood beliefs about money. Is money the root of all evil? Was it, was that how you were taught? I don't believe that's the truth at all. Greed and the love of money will lead to a lot of evil. It'll lead to you wanting to screw people over in business deals and make sure you're always the one coming out on top. But there's an economy and a system in place where we can all succeed, where we can all grow and do better when we have good beliefs about money, good education, and avoid those little missteps. If you're investing in simple indexed ETFs, that's something that maybe you were never taught about because your childhood belief is that the stock market's evil, the stock market's gambling, those sort of things. And if you have some sort of viewpoint on money that you think it's a scam, if you think something's a scam or you think it's evil or something like that, do more research about it. I'm not a huge fan of timeshares. Let's go, let's go with that example. I don't, I think they're a scam, but that doesn't stop me from learning about them, listening to people who have one and see how they use one. Will it change my viewpoint completely? No, but it'll help me open up my ideas to understanding maybe a little bit more of the reason why they could be useful, why they're there and why they may not be useful. So try to identify one of your childhood beliefs that is really restricting your money views. Like is budgeting bad because it causes fights? Did you see your parents fight over budgeting? Do some more research on budgeting and the pros about it and the cons, and then find something that works for you. But anxiety about your money can help you figure out what you need to do to learn more. Just as I was talking about with identifying those childhood beliefs. If you identify what causes you anxiety, do some research about it and calm your anxiety. Is it budgeting? Go back and listen to our episode about budgeting. Is it emergency funds and saving up a large amount of money and not spending it? Well, go back and find some episodes or YouTube videos about how to actually not spend your emergency fund. Identify those things that make you anxious and then go learn about them. It'll help you a lot. Now, let's talk about one of our final points. Saving money is more than just not spending it. Not spending money is a great first step. But actually saving money and making your money do something for you is more than just not spending it. The first thing you need when you start saving money is a purpose. You need to figure out why are you saving money? Why do you want to? Do you want to buy a house? Do you want to buy a car? What do you want to do with your money? You need to figure out a purpose. The next thing that needs to come into your mind is saving should turn into investing. Like I've mentioned a few times in this episode, simple index ETFs are the starting point in my opinion. So make sure if you want to learn about investing, look those up. I went all over my investing, I guess, journey or educational journey started with Bitcoin, started with Bitcoin going big in what, like 2016 or something like that. When it went to 19,000, that was the first thing I had ever heard of investing in or this, that, and the other. I'd never really looked into the stock market. I knew what the S and P 500 was. I think I knew that it was kind of like a key metric that they measured on. I knew that you could buy Apple stock and that my parents didn't buy it when it was super cheap. And that's why we were broke. Like those sort of funny little stories are most of people's first impressions of investing. 
And I think the must start place is simple index funds, whether they're index mutual funds, indexed ETFs, mutual funds and ETFs are similar. Look up the differences between them, but don't start out with those crazy things like Bitcoin. Sure. That might be the first thing that gets you into the investing space and figuring out what you're doing there and what investing actually is, but start to look up with the simple things like the simple starting points are going to be how you really get going. There's a great book called the simple path to wealth. There's another one that I can't think of the name right now, but coming in the future, we'll have an episode about books and podcasts and YouTube channels to listen to and read, but you won't be able to save your money if you don't have a goal or a plan with it. You're going to end up saving quite a bit of money and then something will come along that you want to buy and you'll buy it because you don't have a plan. So make sure with all your money that you're not spending, there's a reason for it. Why are you putting money in that cryptocurrency? Is it so it goes 100x overnight? That might not be your best plan because what are you going to do when it does? Are you going to sell it? Or are you going to try to hold on for the next 100x and then it goes to zero? Make sure you have a plan. Make sure you have your written plan, which we've talked about in past episodes, about what you're going to do with your money. But let's wrap up today's episode. So my main conclusion from this is that everybody has to be saving and don't spend more than you make and that financial independence is the goal. So if you're not saving money, use that as your starting point. Figure out those little places you need to stop spending money so you can start spending less money than you make. Like I said, don't spend more than you make. Make sure your monthly expenses are less than your monthly income or else you'll never be able to get ahead, quite frankly. Obviously, there will be months that your spending is higher than your uh, monthly income, but it shouldn't be your overall average, especially on a yearly basis. You shouldn't be spending more money each year than you're making. And financial independence is the goal. It's what I have my eyes set on. It's being able to choose whether I go to work or not or choose what I do for work without having to worry. So I hope we can have some more episodes in the future about financial independence and a couple of points that were talked about in this episode. But thank you for listening to this week's episode of Money Talk. I hope I helped you gain some new insight or some new thoughts around saving money. Some things we talked about were why it's important to save money, some ways you can save, what happens if you don't, financial anxiety, and why saving is more than just not spending. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I would love to hear feedback from those of you listening. We just recently crossed 200 downloads, which is awesome. So I hope those of you listening are gaining some helpful information for for yourself. And I would love to hear some feedback or suggestions for future episodes. Email me at moneytalk.ffc at gmail.com. And you can also find me on social media by searching moneytalkffc. I hope to see you there and make sure you send in any feedback or future episode suggestions to me. But thank you for listening to Money Talk. I hope you have a great week.